Welcome back to 33 Dreams of Indy. We're joined today by Colin Kaminsky coming off a strong run, a very, very strong run at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, Colin, how are you doing and how have classes been going back at uh, University of uh, Pittsburgh? Did you yeah, uh, much? <laughs> yeah, good, Rob. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, like I was just telling you, I'm actually on the middle of campus right now. just got a class about 15 minutes ago. Um, yeah, and already back on the swing of things. I've had some uh, had some homework to do, and a couple of tests coming up actually uh, starting next week. So, so already back on the swing of things. I mean, I missed missed six days for Laguna Seca there, so lots to do. Yeah, for sure. Jump right back in. Let's jump into the race weekend. Race one, you started fourth, finished third. Yeah, actually, probably one of your better drives of the, of the overall season. And then yeah. race two, you started first and finished third. Wow. Walk me through the double podium weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can never uh, complain too much about a double podium. Um, third place, two third places was really good for us. But obviously, there was things left on the table that that we didn't we didn't capitalize on that we should have. Um, I think first race, yeah, was really good. Um, definitely knew I was going to have really good pace, and going into qualifying, we knew the Paps cars were going to be quick again, like always, and. You know, Eves went to stickers there at the end uh, to snag that pole position to try and make that run for that championship, um, which obviously good strategy on their part. Uh, so we knew we were going to have good pace and have have a good race. So just kind of sat there uh, right behind Eves and Hunter and realized I was watching a fight for, you know, 350 grand in front of me, just kind of trying to stay out of it to benefit, you know, both of them. Because uh, obviously the, my competition, Rasmussen, was in the lead at the time, trying to trying to get away and run away with it. So I was just sitting behind them, uh, not doing anything stupid, and uh, yeah, ended up ended up getting Eves into turn four once Hunter finally got by. I just kind of made a nice made a nice pass once I realized he was going to come out of the corner slow, and yeah, walked away with that third place, which was good points for us. And then yeah, second race it just. Let me, let, me, let me go back to the first one yeah. for just a second, and you you brought it up. It was one of my questions. How much did it play on your mind that you were in the middle of the wash that was going on of the championship battle? And especially that does lead into race number two when you were battling with Eves. Were you really consciously yeah. thinking about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, this series, we're so lucky to, to have a chance at, you know, winning a scholarship to move up to where when it comes down to like this season, where it comes down to two guys and they're battling for the real prize. Um, Obviously, there's this pride in winning races and there's pride in getting finishing positions. But it, coming down to who I am as a person, I'm not going to, you know, do something dumb to jeopardize a real chance at, you know, them improving my career when I had the same opportunity and just, you know, fell short a little bit here. Um, so I think the, when I really realized it was when I was heading down out of turn 11 and Hunter and Eves were side by side and I got a good run. And I could have, you know, forced a three-wide situation or even maybe passed just Hunter, tried to get Eves or something like that. I realized I could have forced something, but I'm not going to to, uh, to help those guys out and just let them let them fight. Yeah, personally take it on. I'll show you that you can pass on this track. And yeah, dive yeah. it on in there and, and dive yeah, bomb it. Thought, thought about it, but yeah. So uh, race two, I, I talked with Braden yesterday, and I, I brought up to him that, you know, did you know that Colin played hockey? Because he gave you a little hip check there. Uh, yeah. As he was going by, and I said, uh, you know, it looked like clean racing from my vantage point watching on the screen, but I, I knew I was going to get your take on it and uh, how race number two went for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the start was the start was good at first, and then I just I made a mistake to roll a little too much speed to the corner, and, you know, I was worried about due to my outside kind of same, which was trying to essentially do what Eves did the first day. 
um, you know, protect the inside and then worry about the outside on the off the exit too. But my tires were a little too cold. And then uh, when I went to turn, it just pushed. And then by the time I was side by side trying to hold that position on the outside, yeah, he, he threw me a little hip check from his right rear um, that pushed me off a bit. But I mean, if you, if, it wasn't something I liked in particular, but if, if you're battling for $350,000, I mean, I think, I think the elbows are really going to come out. So it wasn't uh, as dirty of a move as you might have seen on Rasmussen um, there towards the end. But no, nothing, nothing in particular I could do about that one. It was my mistake at the, at the start anyways that kind of put me there. So, yeah, it kind of comes down to that, that capitalization on the, the weekend. He was, ref he was reflecting on it and, and knew exactly what the scenario had been the day before and what he yeah. had to do going through it. So that was something that he was very conscious of and the positions that he was in. Uh, it was funny. He, he did uh, indicate, and you can, uh, others can listen to the interview, but he indicated he didn't want the team to tell him because he hadn't slept well the night before as to what the points yeah. were. Yet he could give you to the spot where he had to be and where he thought Hunter was going to come back to all, yeah. all of the different oh, yeah. parts on it. So speaking everybody of sleeping was, on it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say just everybody, yeah, everybody was definitely doing the math that weekend. I knew, I knew that um, if Eves didn't win and Hunter was able to finish seventh, um, that that Hunter would have got the championship. And everybody was playing. I definitely think doing the math and playing out the the different scenarios for sure. Yeah, we just didn't have a, a little box on our screen that said points yeah, like as they run. Little, yeah, a little live one. That would be nice, huh? Yeah. Hey, you know, if we keep promoting the road to Indy, maybe someday. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. Yeah, my my uh, one of our tech guys, an engineer, ran an, ran an entire logarithm and had a spreadsheet of which point differences you could have and everything. So he had every option. It was it was crazy. So we were definitely doing the math, making sure we could do everything we could. What What was it like sleeping on the pole position and knowing that – here was this final race, and how many times did you replay uh, lap one, turn one in your head? Um, honestly, not that many. It was, okay. it was, I, it was more or less. I knew what I had to do um, the night before. Yeah, I watched a lot of video, um, and then in the morning, just again, just to kind of get in the mindset. But I definitely, I definitely didn't take it um, as a lot of pressure as well, just because. You know, I wasn't fighting for the championship. I was fighting for third. And obviously, I'm fighting for my team to get um, perhaps that first driver's championship. So I, I did as much as I could, I think, consciously to get in that right mindset. Um, and at the end of the day, it came down to, I wouldn't even say a mental mistake, just a, a physical mistake of just, I guess, not getting the tires warm enough and kind of not getting that entry speed right into the corner um, that, that caused that. But I definitely don't think I was was too stressed about it because I didn't want to let it, you know, eat me alive or anything like that. It was just, I'm starting from pole. If I can get that clean start, I'm just going to try and drive away with that race. And unfortunately, just, you know, mistake on my part didn't, didn't allow it to happen. It's part, part of racing. You're used to yeah, team sports with, with hockey. Uh, your team claimed the team championship, something to be very proud of with that. What's special about Paps Racing and, and your teammates? Everything. I mean, every, just the integrity of the team and the guys and girls under that tent. Um, just, I mean, I think that was the thing that hit the hardest uh, after we fell short a little bit there in the Drivers' Championship to know that, you know, what was, I think, five points. He, he got it by and uh, yeah. it just, it's just uh, the team puts so much effort and so much work all year long. Um, and I think us as drivers just a 
appreciate it so much. You can't even put it into words to each guy on the team. You, know, you can't express how much you care for what they do for you um, on and off the track. So, yeah, no, being under the Paps tent this year was uh, something special. And um, it was it was a great thing to be a part of, and we, we came that close. And obviously the team championship was still a great, great accomplishment. Um, I think that's the third in a row, I believe, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, to, to come just a little bit short just for those guys, it, it's tough to swallow. But I think me and the other drivers just appreciate the hell about what they, what they do for us. Yeah. Uh, season for you, six podiums, Lucas Oil Raceway, Road America, Mid-Ohio, and then WeatherTech uh, Raceway Laguna with the, the back-to-backs there. 11 top five finishes, fourth in points, actually tied yeah. with uh, uh, Christian Rasmussen yeah. there. And, and uh, however they do all the your, – your guy with the spreadsheet has yeah, to go right, to right. – how many, how many fourth <laughs> place finishes did you have versus him? No, it was, it yeah. was uh, down to it. Uh, as you reflect on the season, as you rate the season, above expectations, right where you're expecting, uh, a little below? Honestly, I think I think it was – I think the expectation completely flip-flopped um, about halfway through the season. I think going into it, it was, okay, when am I going to get that first podium? Um, like, when am I going to make that crack? Um, and then, you know, the poll became, came before the first podium at Lucas Oil. And I think – I think I might even said that in the last conversation was that's kind of where I think the turntable in my eyes opened a little bit and was just like, okay – I think I'm supposed to be here. I think, you know, obviously I've always had good finishes. I've just never been first in a, in a real session. So uh, I think that kind of turned the, turned the tides a little bit. And my expectations at the start of the season were not very high. And then halfway through, once I was gathering a couple of polls, knew I was getting quick. My expectation definitely flipped to uh, expecting to win, expecting to get those podiums. And obviously we fell short with that win, but I think, I think I surprised guys on the team and I think I surprised myself even um, just, just totally. Yeah. From beginning to end, I think the ex- expectation kind of, kind of flipped a little bit. And I definitely exceeded it just a little bit. And then also towards the end there, maybe uh, didn't. So it's been real up and down. I'd say. If you could change one thing about the season, what would it be? Um, if I would probably have to change Rob six things about the season that come to mind that were uh, <laughs> tiny little, tiny little nuances that happened, you know, that dictate that one point. Um, and it, it's, you can't think about those because obviously they'll eat you alive. It's, it, if it comes out of one point, it comes out of one point, you know, we tied and everything uh, happened for a reason this season, but it's, it's tough to look back at just these tiny little things that, Hey, if I finished here, didn't make this mistake there. Um, you know, I'm looking at third in the championship and as opposed to fourth and in the grand scheme of things, maybe even the first in the championship. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of little things that you can boil down to, but you try not to try not to think about them because you know, it's happened. It's in the past. You just got to keep looking forward. I had the same conversation with Christian about four races that if we could take those four races out or give them an additional 20 points. So it, yeah. it does work out that way uh, as to racers yeah. luck or, or just uh, where it happens to fall. And, and also the, the timing of, of USF 2000 going out at different times behind different series, behind different types of tires. And uh, while we're working on that video board that we're talking about, we also need yeah. a little dot as to whether or not you're starting on new tires or used tires, because that makes such yeah. a big difference. And, and uh, they do a good job of announcing it when they have the opportunity to do the grid walk. Yeah, it's, yeah. Sometimes it's tough. Um, like obviously, that came to uh, a big. Uh, it was a big factor in that last race there, as you can see, because he's starting on old tires as opposed to some of us on stickers, based on the tire strategy they ran in qualifying. Um, so, 
yeah, no, th that information definitely proves helpful. But yeah, obviously, Eve's had a remarkable drive on a on a real old set of tires there. So, so now we off season. We we turn to the off season uh, seat time yep. plans that you have. Uh, Chris Griffiths Memorial. Uh, what's your plans there? Without divulging yeah. anything, I'm not I'm not to that point yet. Yeah, um, there's there's some things in the works. I think for us, um, obviously, I after having such a successful run with Paps. Um, if I could figure something out to be back with them, that would be great. Um, it's all going to come down to budget, um, so we don't know where that might come from. I got some things in the works as well to try and find that, but it's ultimately, yeah, going to come down to that. So some ideas, um, some conversations happening, nothing set in stone so far, of which, you know, if, if uh, Chris Griffith is going to happen, looking at my calendar here, September 26th, it's going to come pretty quick. So yeah. we're going to try and find something to keep my butt in the car, I guess. Yeah. Whether that's whether that's yeah US hundred thousand or Indy Pro, I, obviously um, maturing enough to have two seasons under my belt in US hundred thousand, a step up would look uh, ideal. So we'll see we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. So dream with me for a little bit. I posted this yeah. when I had done the video, but your birthday would fall on the running day of the twenty twenty nine Indianapolis five hundred. I don't know if you knew that. I was going to say, no, I definitely was looking. So obviously I know that my birthday like falls on that weekend. So once I started taking a part, yeah, taking an interest in any car, I was like, oh, when can I run in the Indy 500 on my birthday? And I definitely was looking into the calendar and saw 2029 or whatever it is. I guess that's the year. And I was just like, that seems like a really long time away. I thought it'd be sooner, but it actually was just on my birthday two years ago. Not the one before, but I think, yeah, two years ago. So dreaming a little bit. Yeah, hopefully maybe some Indy 500 starts before then. But uh, who knows, maybe, maybe an Indy 500 win on my birthday, yeah, in 2029, although I'll be 10 years older. So, But that's about the same age that uh, Newgarden is. So if you look at it yeah. from, a, from an aging standpoint, and I think we do sometimes get caught up in, oh, here's the 14-year-old, here's the 15-year-old, here's the 16-year-old that's coming yeah. on this series or, or taking the steps through. And, and sometimes it, it progresses too quickly for them to get that cup of coffee in the majors, shall we say, yeah. and be able to do that. Yeah, and like we've talked before, um, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a real start late or real late start to, to racing, even just like uh, some of the other sports like hockey and stuff. So, yeah, the learning curve has been uh, delayed a little bit for my age and stuff. You know, I'm racing guys. Yeah, the, you know, Crawford turns 14, he couldn't even compete at St. Pete. Uh, so I'm racing real young guys. I'm definitely a little bit, little bit of the older one, kind of right in that that medium there. But yeah, maybe. Maybe an Indy 500 win on uh, my birthday. I guess that would be my 30th birthday. Yeah, so that would be nice, right? Uh, maybe I'm just asking the questions so that they go back and this is the tape that they actually play. Yeah, of yeah. us talking about that and saying, <laughs> "Hey, what go. if you what if you dreamed of Indy?" Hey, that's a little uh, selfish plug there as well. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put that on the on the the big boards that they have there at IMS when when uh, cross the finish line or something. Yeah. Okay. Most important question that I've asked the whole time. Okay. I need your prediction for the Chicago Blackhawks. They're going to make the playoffs this year. So when Coach Q got fired, right in what was that October or November, like first third of the season, obviously you get this new young coach. I believe it was with. The, he was either with the Wolves or the Ice Hogs. I think he yeah. went the Ice Hogs. Um, and he was crazy successful there. Um, I know he took him yeah. to the finals. I, can't, I don't remember if they won or not. But under his plan, he really changed the way those guys played. So you got guys that are old. 
Taze and Kane, who've been there for how many years, running you know the same systems their entire career, and now you get this new guy coming in who's adapting for the new game of hockey that these kids are being taught. Um, I think under the, uh, the new coach, they were able to find some successes like that second half of the season. They made that late push. Uh, we got some some good talent, I think, coming up. Defense is definitely still a little bit shaky yeah. uh, all the way through, and I'm not even sure what's going on with the goaltending situation. Goaltending is a, a big, yeah, big part I mean, there. Delia's been good. Crawford, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, predictions, if they can make it, I think they're going to end up with a seventh or eighth spot. It's going to be – I don't with – with, with teams like the Jets, you know, the Blues now, um, Predators all still in the Central Division, that's going to be tough. So – I'm saying best case scenario, you know, a top six spot or something in playoffs, but I think it's doable. I think this coach knows what he's doing. I think he's got some young talent. I think they'll be able to pull out some good wins here. Preseason's looking pretty shaky so far, but yeah, it's, you know, still preseason, a lot of young guys and stuff getting filed in there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Six Oh thumping by the Capitals. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. It wasn't great last night. And uh, actually I was at the Cubs game last night here in Pittsburgh and I watched them officially, uh, eliminated from the postseason so that was that was tough to watch so chicago sports are they're taking a turn from the last you know a decade or so well you've you've had the, the uh the, the spoils of victory for a little bit oh there. yeah you can i you was can... i started watching the blackhawks yeah i started watching the blackhawks in my first two three seasons i was able to watch three cups in the next six so it was we got we got some luck and uh you know and a cubs world series a couple years ago so that was pretty cool well best to you i'm going to check back with you uh, one way or the other after um, uh, Chris Griffiths to, to see what's, uh, what's going on and how we go through. Uh, as of the Perfect. time that we're recording this, 169 days until the road Indy takes the track at my home track at St. Pete. So there tick, tick, tick. Uh, there yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, is it March yet? That's what I keep asking. Yeah, uh, right, right. We'll, we'll go through that. Best of uh, luck to you with your studies. Uh, hunker down. And uh, pleasure, fantastic weekend at uh, Laguna Seca. Uh, hopefully that did open some eyes and create some opportunities for you with the upcoming testing and, and rolling into 2020. Thanks so much, Rob. I appreciate it. You got it. So until next time, keep dreaming. Thank you. You got it. All right.